Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Today on Lulz, will Brian release his sim results for the PGA Championship? More spillover from the tout conversation from last week. And maybe, just maybe a little bit of farming talk. I, does he think, I it's think he thinks goat. this, he thinks this is a goat. Vegas Dave thinks this is a goat. Hot naked girl doing it. What? Why don't you just win like a man? Random.org. <laughs> Type in one for yes, two for no, and let the DFS guys pick for you. And I'm absolutely begging you not to do busties. Please don't do busties. Widget, the price widget off my home screen. Although I still, I need to go turn off. Like I get, I'll get these things from Gemini. That'll tell me like if something in my portfolio moves in more than 5%. And so I've been getting way too many of the Ethereum. If it wasn't for those, I would do a very obvious, like engage sentiment by people talking on Twitter, but I actually wouldn't know the prices if it weren't for that stupid Gemini alert. Mm, yeah. If you're not going to sell, get rid of it. I know I need to do you that. Know, now. You That's got lucky though. Cause you kept your, your money in the uh, safest store of value Moonbird. So <laughs> it is, it is wild. That, I mean, everything taking a bath and that's like, the fact that that hasn't taken a dump is a is a miracle. <clears throat> it yeah, really it really does feel like everything was going to zero. Um, and yeah, so that's much. strange. I mean, it's kind of like uh, that hidden cost of inf- of um, inflation, where like if the price of a product stays the same, um, inflation didn't go up technically, but yeah. really the pro the, the product would have gone down in price due to whatever competition or or um, uh, techn- technological improvements, but yeah. so your Moonbird could be worth, you know, 40, who knows, 45. Yeah. Or... yeah. Like if that, if this would have been like, you know, if their, their timing had been launched in more of a bull or market or something like now you you really start to wonder what, what it could have done in, in that kind of environment. Yeah. Right. And uh, eat this and eat this down too. I know. All right. Are I just you, logged into Gemini. I'm going to get this notification out. Are you doing, doing that live before you forget? The uh, <laughs> did, did you did you see any Vitalik's uh, tweets lately? No, I, I fucking hate the Twitter algorithm now, man. Why do I miss all the good stuff? Um, I just <clears throat> see stupid PFP stuff. Um, what yeah. did he say? I'll pull it up. Oh, he said uh, that he thinks the FDIC should ensure the Terra. Uh, bag holders like up to hmm. $250,000 and just a whole bunch of commies bullshit. I'm surprised he, well, I guess um, ETH had similar beginnings um, with the kind of the fork bailout um, for their original chain that was compromised by that big Dow hack. Um, so he, he clearly there's a precedent for him not uh, minding a little intervention in some cases. Yeah, that's true. He he I don't know. He's been kind of I don't like his 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 uh the thesis of his tweets the past like year kind of seems counter to the crypto ethos or beginning of the ethos. A lot of the stuff he's been yeah. going. I I love ETH too, but I don't know. I have a lot of my ETH uh locked up in staking. So maybe right. he could, uh, you know, bang out that 2.0 real quick before he starts fucking chirping about this stuff. I, yeah, I don't know if I, like, I, I obviously feel awful for, you know, anyone who got wrecked hard by that. But, like, <clears throat> this does not feel like a bailout situation to me. Yeah, no, I had some Luna, too. Yeah, I, I, it sucks. I don't, anytime it goes, number goes down, it's bad in any of this stuff. But, um <clears throat> you do not want us like you don't want the what biggest name in crypto i guess to to be Probably. calling for government inter you know um uh, intervention right that's what crypto that's crypto now okay yeah like it sucks i i, I you know if those people could get their their money back that'd be that'd be great somehow without 
the government getting do you think the government's going to handle this well like if they get into it? i still can't explain what happened and i've looked into it for like at least an hour or two no uh, i mean we you think i mean these what, idiots are going to like know what happened and how to and like fix it and give me a break no you you do not want um anyone looking under the hood of exactly what happened here like that would be oh, just yeah. massively detrimental for this and it's and it's not even the craziest shit that's going on no. you know uh so like it's they're just gonna it would probably like if they really looked under the hood it could really kill the kill them i mean kill the market in more ways than one one it would just like a lot of the uh innovative things going around might not happen um some of the people might get cold feet and start like exiting some of these ponzi's which might be a good idea i mean to yeah. like but if hey if you're gambling and playing like who you know hot potato uh you know i mean, like we all are to some extent right like i i don't have just bitcoin right i and i even think yeah, I mean, you can ascribe whatever kind of larger philosophical reasons to holding some of these specific coins, but come on, at the end of the day, we're speculating and we're gambling. Right. And like, at, at what point we're, we're bailing out gamblers who are chasing, you know, unrealistic that non-FDIC insured yields here? Like, I, yeah. I don't know. I and don't like, get that. I get like you're you're right though. I mean, it sucks when people uh, lose money, and it's but like. Like you put in, you know, a thousand dollars in the beginning and it ran it up, ran it up to, you know, whatever, some absurd, like a million or at the peak probably made people a shit ton. Like we're going to, as a, a tax base, refund that spec, that speculation. It doesn't like it's, I think that's insane. Um, I wish it didn't happen to him, but that's, that's totally crazy. It is totally crazy. And then you could even like galbrate it further, though. It was totally crazy to bail out the banks in a lot of ways, too. And, well, and we did that. That's not crazy at all. I mean, it's crazy for the government to fucking do that. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's kind of that's what started all this crypto stuff. That and then Occupy Wall. Remember those days? Wow. It was back before we everyone hated each other and they hated the banks. That was a lot more yeah. fun, wasn't it? Yeah, wow. I'm I'm kind of like I'm still processing this tweet because I'm trying to read it while talking on on a show. But I'm kind of shocked that he's taking uh, this kind of public position. And he's yeah. even also, I know in the past has commented on understanding kind of how massive of a platform he has and how he wants to kind of remain outside of some of these issues um, in a way that he doesn't want to control the narrative. Someone mentioning making a reference joke to Satoshi. I mean, that is one of the great things about the Satoshi narrative and the Bitcoin narrative is that he's nowhere around to fuck yeah. things up or, or to steer it in one That's direction true, or the other. True. Yeah. It's a, it's more of a benefit than anything. Yeah. I wonder, I mean, does Vitalik, does, I mean, clearly a, a brilliant dude, does he just have like Elon syndrome where he's just like too extremely online and just feels like they have to have a take on on everything at this point? I mean, isn't this a situation where even if you think that Vitalik, you just don't tweet that one? I could see that. Yeah, I think I think it's like this moral. He has he's having some sort of moral uh, conundrum going on. Remember, like he get, he donated all that sheep to. Yeah to who to who india some some india charity or something and um yeah so he's he's clearly maybe he's got too much money and jack dorsey kind of went like that too a bit didn't he like he like he just you know he became rich and then he's just like i'm gonna go on i'm gonna go on these retreats you know that's what i'm gonna yeah. do and talk about these big these bigger these bigger issues like the thing with for me anyways with crypto is like like letting people you know have control over their own finances without state interference was the whole idea behind it <clears throat> and that will come along with like bad shit like uh, there yeah. will be trade-offs to that not that it's like the, you know fiat dollars aren't used for horrible horrible things every day yeah right but like you just have like doesn't mean we should get rid of this medium of exchange, right? Right. It's just and, like yeah. So like you just got to you just got to deal with that, right? And I mean some of this stuff, like you know, you 
we see it happen. We've seen this play out lots of times, right? Where the pendulum of speculation and, you know, over leveraged traders, whatever security risk, it swings too far in the other direction. And then inevitably something corrects it and makes it a healthier market. Like the Mount Gox situation kind of sh- uh, put a big light on how poor some of this crypto security was and really, you know, drove home for people what it meant to own your own Bitcoin. Or, you know, we see these NFT projects and they, you know, they get rugged and these guys move on. And now people only want to bet on Kevin Rose and non-doxed founders. And now something like this happens with UST. And it's like, okay, instead of just putting it into whatever yield exists, I'm going to actually look into what's going on here. So like, in a way, I do feel like if we're going to get full, you know, libertarian here, it's like you, you let the market like work itself out in a way here, and then it matures and better products and better decisions come along after it. For certainly, I agree with that. Like D- Dylan's latest comment here, I'm not f- completely following. Like, what, what? When do gamblers do that? When do gamblers cry for bailout? Like, yeah, my guess is he means more just in general. People want to have it both ways, right? They want to be able to gamble all of this, but then they also want the safety mm-hmm. net too. And it's like you can't have your cake and eat it. Right. Too. Yes. Yeah. That's true. I could see. I could see like um, regular people wanting that because they're kind of, they're forced to you're forced to be in these markets like because of inflation you like who is going to keep their money in a 0.002% savings account <clears throat> who is not aware that prices are going up like everybody knows this so you're forced to put to gamble essentially yeah. and so like but who's forcing you it's the fed it's the government's forcing your hand so yeah if they if you put the money in the best thing that they regulate the stock market and somehow they screw that up somehow i could understand i mean saying hey okay you gotta bail us out sorry but usually you you're not gonna get bailed out right they're gonna bail out lehman brothers they're gonna bail out you know aig and all the companies they're not gonna bail you out yeah and I remember, I remember just that I'm not saying like I'm some, you know, brilliant investor, but I was even when I was just going to put in um, some of my essentially my crypto savings that I was never going to touch into like the Gemini earn program or whatever, just to get some like I was deep into the weeds reading the terms and conditions. I was asking Andy, like the mechanics of how this works to like understand the downside risk there. You know, what's the what's the analogy, right? Are we picking up um, pennies in the middle of the highway here? Like I wanted to make sure I wasn't, you know, doing that. Um, so like, I can't, I mean, the second you're, you're in these other type of protocols, um, with insane yields, like, I just feel like the scale has to slowly be like, okay, I'm gambling and I'm not going to risk more than I'm willing to completely lose here. Right. And, uh, we will never do this, but we could be go through our archive here. And we said, we said that we had to say like at least 10 times, like this is clearly like impossible Ponzi scheme level interest rates, but you know whatever like we're gonna we're gonna gamble on some of this stuff like for but like we know we know what we're getting into and uh like it seemed like tara did have that kind of touting uh you know it's actual touting type of um ethos going on with a bunch of people saying that you know this is this is some sort of future so um that it sucks for the guys who got got i don't know conned i guess into uh yeah. holding those bags till the end. Yeah. And like you said, I mean, there, I, I probably can't find it out because he tweets so much, but Kobe, you know, big crypto Twitter influencer, I think, uh, always has pretty sharp takes. I mean, he had put out just like a general post, you know, if you're, you know, sorry for everyone that, you know, got wrecked and going through and like reading through the replies, like seeing how over leveraged some people were, where they really treated this as if it was like a Vanguard index fund, the way they poured all their money, they were taking loans out to then, you know, realize these, whatever, 20% yields and stuff. And it's like, it is really sad that we, that there are still people who, you know, buy into whatever it is, the touting, the marketing, the, you know, whatever, obviously they have to be responsible for their own actions, but there are a lot of people who are so susceptible to that kind of rhetoric, pulling people into this. Yeah. Well, I don't want to go that far. I think the, the, I think a lot of young people have a high risk tolerance and actually that's when you should do some of these gambles, even if you think it's super risky. I don't yeah. think a lot of people who are just so gullible uh, are 
that internet savvy, like I couldn't even pull off how to, how to farm some of these, these rates. And I looked into it for a couple, like, like, I don't want to do this is too much work. Like, I'm not sure that, um, the, the, that, that grandma is getting pulled into, you know, farming whatever coin for 60% ETH. Yeah. I know obviously it's happening at a smaller level, but I don't know. You have to be like, I mean, when we talked to Andy about it on Club Top Shot, you know, this past what last summer, I guess you could say was like NFT summer. And then the year before that was DeFi summer and Andy crushed in DeFi summer because there would be all of these new protocols that were offering insane yields, but he's a smart contract solidity de uh, developer that can go and audit the contract himself. He can literally look at the code and see what are the mechanisms for a rug pull? How long is this stuff locked up? You can you know, reverse engineer the game theory on when would be the optimal time to get out based on how much you know total values locked up. Like if you have that kind of knowledge you and you're smart enough, you could play that hot potato game and crush. And there's lots of people who yeah. did, but me, I, I can't fucking play that game. I, I don't know right. how to fucking audit a smart, smart contract and know what I'm getting myself into. Certainly. Yeah. I mean, I, but I just, I'm just saying like maybe that overlap of those Andes are and super gullible people is probably not huge. It's probably, mm -hmm. it's probably a lot of guys who are get who just know what, you know, they generally know what they're doing. They're taking a gamble or, you know, they're involved. Like, cause didn't, didn't uh, CSU kind of hold a decent amount of Terra? Like, I mean, he's not, you know, he's not, he's not a gullible dude. And um, he thought it was a good product and uh, he ate some losses. His situation, and I, I don't want it. He was he was pretty coy with revealing exactly how much money he lost. He did say on T Club Top Shot last night he literally lost millions, but he was a seed investor uh, mm. in in that, and so he still yes, on paper he lost a shit ton amount that would make your your mind explode. But he was still up on his terror investment because he was in so early, which again uh, comes back to Ponzi Novix, right? You're still up because you were in so early. What if Tether goes out? Yeah, that'd be bad. Do do you do you give that a greater than 0.1% chance of happening? I mean, at this point, I guess I don't I don't understand, you know, the mecha mechanics of it in exactly I mean, what just we're just, to be just guessing, pure guess. It would it get nailed out. I don't I don't think so. I think it would just actually lead to quicker regulation would just be my guess. No, I mean uh, I mean just tether going under. What do you, you know, would you give it a less oh, than a chance? A chance, yeah. I don't, yeah. I guess if I just had to put a number on, I don't know, 5% or less chance. And then Lou, Lou, Lou's already guessing my next question. Yeah. Let's say it does. What, what happens to the, the full, the whole system? Yeah. The, comp every bit of trust is completely eroded because at least right now people can say, oh, this was, you know, uh, a Ponzi scheme, you know, backed by a shit coin. This is different. That's different. But if mm -hmm. something that is such so, so more like fundamental to the space, yeah. in in the same way, right? If like if Bitcoin ever got hacked, you know, or the fifty, oh, yeah. it would just it'd be game over because every principle people hung their hat on would be gone. Okay, I'm not that pessimistic. I think if Tether went under, I think Bitcoin would drop to like whatever two thousand. Mm. Uh, but I don't think Bitcoin's dead. Yeah. Um. ETH, ETH, you know, down to what, 15 bucks, 100 bucks or something. And yeah. then that brings back an interesting thing. Okay, will Vitalik be chirping that he owes us money then? Because my money's locked up in staking that he didn't finish right. the product and I could have sold. Yeah. Right. Does he, does he owe us his net worth? Yeah, I don't think, I don't think so. I don't think he'd, he'd be willing to pony up. He'll be, I guess he'd be willing to pony up other people's money like he did with that FDIC bullshit. But like, um, and then, yeah, then when we say then, oh, we need to tax everyone to pay for the bags that I fucked up. Like, what is he? I don't. He probably doesn't even. Yeah. Believe you know if you if you go fully if you take the logic train all the way, I doubt he's really gonna uh, believe everything he's been tweeting. Right. Um. Sean says here, I was told there would be golf. Sean, if there is one rule to lulls <laughs> is if you come here expecting one thing, we will inevitably talk about something else for at least the first 30 minutes of the show. But then on the flip side, we do have Tommy here saying his first live lulls don't understand how more people haven't discovered you guys yet. Pump this algo YouTube, get your shit together. Thank you, Tommy. This is a good time to remind you to like, to subscribe, to leave a comment, to help us farm engagement. 
and trick the YouTube algo into showing us to more people. Both both those comments, Pete literally just did an engagement farming video on his <laughs> other channel. So he's he's w well aware. And uh, I'm assuming that's not the Tommy G, uh, the DFS. I, I don't Tommy think G. so. He would never be that complimentary. <laughs> I I can't imagine Tommy G just having what is what is that like a, a Yorkie or so? I can't imagine him just having a cute puppy. <laughs> no, and being puppy. nice and complimentary to somebody else's podcast. I, I it's not happening. That's uh wow, Governor. Do we really have to start these Twitch wow. versus YouTube wars again? Mm. Uh, Maybe that'll pump the algorithm for us. I actually, you'll like this. Um, so I was, I was actually doing some Twitch research uh, the other day. Um, I'm, I'm trying to this year for the randomizer streams. Uh, I, I'm not going to use Streamyard. I'm going to be beefing up the production for it. So I was looking. I was trying to get inspiration for like different kind of scenes that you could have, different just kind of styles for layouts. And you know, lots of people on Twitch do, do interesting things. So I was just scrolling and browsing through all the different scenes. And Brian. You we you thought naked yoga is weird. I mean, it gets so much fucking weirder on Twitch. I'm telling you. Really? I thought there was I, no nudity. Is there? I thought they were a little stricter. I thought there was yeah. like no nudity at all on Twitch. I was talking with Jordan about this. Jordan works with us over at Fantasy Life and uh, knows a lot of the behind the scenes stuff with like content. And he was saying that what happened, like the reason YouTube or uh, the Twitch like hot tub streamer meta started, where it's like there's a rule that you just can't be like in a bikini, like um, just doing like nothing. But as long as you were like gaming, then you could justify like your attire. So mm -hmm. that's why all of the, like the gamers started doing like the hot tub thing yeah. because they were, you know, it's, you know, plausible deniability there. Um, but was the, I was scrolling through, this was the weirdest one I saw. There was a girl and she was in a bra and she was like in a library. And the name of the video was, will you help me study? And mm. I clicked the video naturally. <laughs> and she's literally like just in the foreground, just like, like literally reading a book, doing nothing else. There's no interaction with the chat. And so, you know, as the viewer, I'm trying to answer quite, I don't know how to help her study. Like she wasn't, you mm -hmm. know, asking, can we quiz her mm -hmm. with like flashcards or anything? So Twitch is a confusing place, Brian. Mm. Did you send her any bits? I, I did. I did not. I saved all my bits for my own YouTube channel. You know, this is the second week in a row last uh, with bra related for you. This must be your thing. Last week you had the bras, you clicked on the, uh, Ariana Grande wears bra to brother's wedding. Now this yeah. bra girl. Well, did you see? Uh, did you see on uh, what happened at the end of our? You probably didn't on Splash Play on Wednesday or last week Monday. They started talking about like the new thing is someone comes in and asks Spags if he's seen some wife or girlfriend of an NFL player. This week it was Drew Locke's girlfriend. And then the chat gets all horned up. I'm trying to talk best ball draft <laughs> strategy. These guys are all you know you know, slurping up these Instagram posts from this girl. <clears throat> yeah. That's you got to keep them separated at least for a little while. Yeah. You can't I can't mean, think straight. I know. I know. Um, yes, man says he saw a Twitch once title was bending over in tight pants. And that was literally the whole stream. I mean, at least you can, that's not clickbait, right? Brian, that's you're delivering on your promise at that point. No, yeah, that's I, I don't think much of that is actually clickbait. It's if they actually started playing video games, you'd be like, what the what the fuck's going on here? You know, <laughs> hey, if they can make money, who gives a shit? I mean, I guess and also it's up, you know, if Twitch doesn't want that on their platform, then so be it. I mean, who right. cares if they got this quasi OnlyFans thing going on? Who gives a shit? As Brian said, uh, you guys have probably already seen by now, I do have a, another YouTube channel I made for non-live stream stuff. My new video here um, asked the question, should I become an engagement farmer? And I will say, uh, if you make it to the end, uh, there is going to be a giveaway, as all good engagement farmers do. Just requires uh, a comment over there. So you can check out that video over on the Peter Overzet's Deposit Kingdom YouTube channel. Brian, do you have a take after... Checking out the video, do you think I should become an engagement farmer? I did. I told told you what you should do on Twitter. Naked, naked yoga. yoga. Every every episode. At least just title it. You don't have to actually do it. I I wouldn't want you to do the naked yoga anyways, Pete. I don't think that would really bring <laughs> you know I don't think that would really bring them in. But um, you know, maybe you could pay somebody. I I should have I should have included that in the video. I didn't include a lulz clip uh in that video, us uh 
talking about my perfect tweet, but I should have included, you know, the, um, the metrics on the, on the naked yoga title. And I mean, Mm. that's the most blatant, obvious case of clickbait, not matching up to the content, but still working. And it worked like a charm. Yeah. Yes. Every episode. Um, let's see here. Um, Pete is an academic and we're all heathens. I don't know. I don't I wouldn't, I wouldn't call you a heathen, but, um, that's, that's fine. What's the, um, what's the academic bit? What am, what am I missing there? I, I actually don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I thought you did something on another show. Uh, Paul V <clears throat> win only man's yeah. Man's, uh, <laughs> with crypto down so bad and people aren't really buying man's coin on the secondary market. The royalties have really dried up. He might need to look for alternate income streams. <laughs> there we go this is a lulz man's crossover <laughs> bending over in tight sports jerseys that's what uh, I want. <laughs> maybe it'd be like reverse like pay you to not do that you know i will bend <laughs> yeah. over like no yes yes i will uh i mean only man's would crush um as a bit the problem is is i i think if we looked at the twitter demographics for who follows man's uh we're, we're looking at about 99.9 percent male so yeah well, there are dudes who'll pay for dude content, Pete. It is out there. I mean, if yeah, you no, are I... looking to get some extra cash, I'm sure, I'm sure you can do it if you really want. You're to. right. Put I'll, your I'll mind to it, Pete. This. You could do anything. I mean, yeah. Um, all right. Should we give the people some some golf takes? I mean, mm-hmm. the people clearly they need they need the golf takes. How are you feeling yeah. uh, heading into PGA Championship here? Uh, it's a crazy uh, slate, in my opinion. I don't know what everyone else thinks. Um, <clears throat> speaking of, uh, engagement farming, usually what our PGA shows, no one cares about. So it's interesting that people are like, hurry up and get to the PGA. I, so the weather is huge and there's some injury concerns that I think you have to have to look at. Like, how do you want to start with this? Well, I mean, let's start with some weather because Brian, I, this is how I know how serious you are about this. You sent me a link to the Tulsa, Oklahoma national weather service forecast. Mm, yeah you could use any of them there's a bunch of them out there um you want uh you want something with gusts typically can't really see it there but um the weather's uh the wind is is bad the wind is bad the wind is bad kevin ross job and you know i didn't even look at his forecast maybe (laughs) we should bring it up see what he says why not um but yeah, so it, it's looking like uh, the worst time is Thursday afternoon, Friday morning. Okay, you're gonna hit, you're gonna get hit by the most wind. You can see that great that gray zone there is when well, they're not playing. That's at night. Yeah, going into the morning. Um, Friday at eight. And there's some studs right right at the peak there. The, basically, the worst tea time is like when three studs go off. Uh, Scotty Scheffler, Kalamurakawa. And John Rahm. So like two of the the two best players in the world. And Colin Morikawa is obviously very good too. <clears throat> so where's your feel on is the field going to overreact to that? And they're all going to be lower on than normal? Or do you think it's correct to to really go low on those guys? It's PGA championship. So I think they're going to underreact. There'll be a lot of casuals playing this weekend. Uh in the 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 weather has changed a little bit. I had it more uh, a little more extreme earlier. I did. I might have to go back and do it do it again. But I did two uh, like full processes for me. And the first time I was definitely stacking a lot more away from the weather, and then it's kind of died down a little bit. And so I I toned that back. And I also and I also had uh, we could talk about next injury concerns specifically with Hideki Matsuyama. Um, so, which is another reason why I might do it all over again, but I think the way to play it is the projections, assuming you use decent projections should have weather baked in, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't want to go insane, but the thing with correlation, and this goes for football, every sport, it's not just like you get a database and you find out how much correlation there is between the number three hitter and the number five hitter in baseball or the wide receiver two in the quarterback right and go okay that's the correlation let's say it's point let's say it's point four in football just for wide receiver two just making up numbers here 
it's not really that number that is the end all be all. It's like when the game goes off. So like in baseball, every time you get a hit, it extends the game and gives me another chance to get a hit. So when we get a lot of hits and a lot of runs, our correlation is going to be much higher. So it's when the game goes off. So like when there, you want the game, you want those extreme, highly correlated, you know, rare outcomes as opposed to thinking just like, okay, there's a 0.2 correlation here. So that's what I get, 0.2. So like right. in golf, let's say the weather's even worse and the wind gusts are super high. Well, then you just completely fade it, play the other side and stack it up even, you know, uh, damn the projections type of thing. Yeah. And then so what I'm doing is I'm doing like half just normal what I would do. Yep. Um, and then almost half stacking and then a little bit at the end of completely reverse and, and stacking the bad weather side just in case the weather's completely wrong. And maybe it yep. goes that maybe there's like a delay. They can, they, there's always a chance of a delay even in high winds or the weatherman was just completely wrong. And they get it backwards and the weather sucks for the earlier guys and you actually benefit. Um, that's what, that's what I'm doing. Um, I think that is technically touting what I just did there, but, uh, uh, Oh, Jeff Ma is coming for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I kind of like that too. I mean, that's almost like how I would build my showdown lineups with the Sims, right? Where it's like, okay, I, for NFL, I'll play one where this team blows them out, build, mm -hmm. you know, 20 lineups like that. I'll do one where the other team blows them out, do one where it's a super low scoring game. So it's right. like, you're trying to build smart lineups within different scenarios yeah what does correlation matter when the final score is nine to three all field goals there was no correlation at all basically right no but it matters a hell of a lot when it's 54 you know 42 and you know a couple guys get three tutties right that's a hell that's a lot of correlation there's the correlation difference between those two games between the qb and the wide receiver ones what like point point oh five to point nine yeah and I, I wonder, my guess is if you were, um, do they have like a, I don't know, like a higher stakes uh, MME contest this week where it's like, you would probably approach that differently than you would just the big Millie maker where there is going to be way more casuals underweighting it probably. But yeah, probably the, the casual thing's important, like with these injuries too. Yeah. Because they're not going to be paying attention. So you're going to have... So like you could you could assume like okay Hideki's having these injury issues on a normal week his ownership's probably going to come in a little lower right like you could you could uh, be it's a reasonable assumption to have but mm -hmm. not this week I wouldn't no one's digging as deep um, as like we're going to show you some tweets here um, but no one's going to be digging this deep so like you're not getting in like an ownership savings uh, right by by playing someone who's in, who's injured and you think is going to be lower owned because of that injury, you will on on weather. You will on weather. So the, the, those so Scotty Scheffler, um, John Rahm, and Kyle Mauricao are probably going to come in a few clicks lower than they rightfully should. Mm -hmm. And the ownership is going to reflect that depending on who you use. Yeah. So let me pull up this tweet you sent me. This is uh, stuff about Hideki here. Mm hmm. So we have like the injuries are, we'll just do Hideki first, I guess. He's the most important. So this is a translated from a Yahoo Japan article. And you could just read his quotes. I'm, I'm not in bad condition, but my neck hurts again. Planning to go tomorrow, but I want to decide tomorrow morning. So that's pretty scary. Um, who knows how good this translator is? Mm -hmm. Uh but then if you click on the guy who the Hideki tracker that this yeah. originates from, you can see to the right there, your, uh, your suggestions, that guy, and then go to tweets and replies. Mm. I should have sent this one to you too, but it should be like down. Okay. So he's actually, that's Hideki right now. He's, if you go up to that video, he is on the, the practice range hitting. And then if you go down uh, another, another uh, 
tweet or two. Uh, he played the back nine. I think you probably already passed it. Oh it's yeah, Hideki was out on the course again today. Looks like he was playing the back nine after playing the front nine yesterday. Right. Yeah, so I had him in, took him out, and now I'm thinking about putting him back in. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, you know, my rule of thumb is uh, if a guy in golf is questionably questionable, I generally full fade him. Yeah. Hideki is a solid play. I will have like 30% of them all else being equal. He'd be in mm -hmm. probably like 30% of my lineups. He also, he plays on the good side of weather too. Yeah. He's got a fucked up neck. He withdrew two events ago, three events ago, but then he did play and, and got a decent score. I can't remember what it was, but at least top 20. Um, so, you know, I don't know what, to do uh i'd like to be a tout and tell you guys what exactly what you should do but i don't even know what i'm doing myself at this point what do you think of Lou's take here that he would maybe consider hideki in in 20 plus max in bigger fields but not necessarily three max and under mm, i would say more like how many people are in your contest more than i mean i guess that's kind of inherent in the in the the example you're giving there lou because like in three max generally there'll be less opponents but um there's three i'm i'm sure there's three maxes with you know 10 20 30,000 people but it, it, like if it's in um a smaller field compared to a bigger field like i mean and there's also like in the the weaker the field the less they're paying attention to this stuff um, it kind of goes back to all that stuff, right? Where it's like, if you're in the super small field stuff with everyone's who's hawking this news, everyone's out leveling each other. I think you're not going to play Hideki because of the weather and blah, blah. It just yeah. keeps going. Whereas in the big stuff, it's just like, I don't know how, how big is that news? Like are cat are normies afraid of Hideki's health right now? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think yeah. I do not think so. And I don't think we're going to be moving the needle. We need more tout, not less, huh? You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Need need more tout. Um we we could we could circle we're gonna we're not done with golf here but uh, uh john asking if you had any take on all the blow black rufus getting for selling his projections to etr well john we talked about this all last week although there was a follow-up at the process pod who was their guest i'm blanking on his name now the rob, rob pizzola rob pizzola um it was i would say equally is frustrating yeah. as the first one. Um, I didn't feel like, I, I, I guess I will say Rufus, I think articulated some of the differences uh, with DFS a little bit better this time around, but still not in a way that um, I think got it through for Jeff. Yes. Yes. And yeah, I don't think, I mean, I, I, again, I didn't really like the way that Jeff was acting towards Rufus, but it's none of our business, I guess. They're both adults, but yeah, I thought like uh, again, he was he was kind of rude to him. There, I mean, their overall take of Rufus used to shit on touts. There go, he's being a hypocrite. Like, I guess I I can get I can understand that, but just not with providing just DFS projections for me, right? That's where, like you said, if if we can find a clip of Rufus being like this 
idiot or this this um uh what what am i looking for the word um you know deceitful individual selling their dfs projections this is bad i don't think he's ever had that quote i do not think he has done what he's actually railed against um and that's why they didn't ever dig in I, like even uh rufus was saying do you know what my problem is with touts and they kind of like danced around that question as opposed to like getting into what is it that we dislike right. about touts ergo is Rufus actually doing that thing we said we dislike about touts, which the answer is no. Definitely. I think I had a few tweets I threw out there about this and uh, like polling, polling people, seeing what they, they think it was actually some of the results were kind of surprising to me about what people believe. Um, but I think I did kind of get, I want like a, a universal definition of what touting is in gambling. Mm -hmm. Because you can't just say everything's touting, uh, right? That's just like because the, there's a difference between someone touting their their shovel company and sports betting touting. We know we know what everybody uh, we know what everybody thinks with touting, right? And I think one thing for sure is there's there. I think there needs to be a call to action. Like you need to be directly advocating one thing or another. And when you provide all the projections for all the players, that's not calling to action for somebody to do something. Right. It's the equivalent of like, you know, when you're watching those infomercials and they have those things and they're like, you hook this onto your abs and while you sleep, then you'll wake up and in two months you'll have six pack abs just from putting this device on when you sleep. Like you're, you're promising a future outcome that mm -hmm. you actually can't guarantee or verify in any way whatsoever versus right. just saying like, here's the thing that will massage your belly while you sleep. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And I did the, the, the third tweet was kind of a joke. Like is, is, is saying 50, you know, heads or tails is saying 50% chance of heads happening, 50% chance of tails happening. Is that touting? If you said that, Could right. Been. And obviously it's a joke, but it's really not that different than DFS projections. Like you're, you're providing all the outcomes and, uh, um, that then people can use, to play DFS. And mm -hmm. so like if you provided all the percentages for a six-sided die, but no one knew what those were, but somehow, you know, you were guessing and you got it pretty close. Like that's touting. It's like, and then I go and go, okay, I'm going to bet, you know, six, you know, I want, I'm going to roll. I want to roll a six this time. Like you didn't tell me to do that. Like, or, or like if someone uses those numbers for something else, like to try to sports better, what, or whatever, like that's not their intended use. In this first question, where is, I just said, is providing DFS projections touting? And the majority mm -hmm. of people said, yes, that is touting. I think kind of what people read that as, and I could be wrong, but this is what I think, is our DFS sites, tout, touting sites. And like, is awesomeo.com a touting site? Is ETR a touting site? And the answer to that is yes, they definitely are. They are touting sites. But just those numbers, those those projections, I don't think that's touting. Now, when you have shows and then you do give picks and you have sports betting picks and all the other sites uh, these sites provide, yeah, they're touting. They're touting sites. They have both. But just the DFS projections alone is not touting. Right. It's the, the same thing would, and you could, you could use brick75.com as a pretty good example. You post some ownership projections mm -hmm. up there. You don't, right. um, sell them, right. People just need to make an email address, right? Yeah. No, they're yeah. free. So, so it's like, okay, well now let's go down this thought experiment of, okay. If Brian was selling his ownership projections, is that touting? Okay. It, okay. So he's not yeah. selling them. He, he just wants your email. Okay. He's still asking for some, is that touting? Like, like, where does it, where does right. it end with that? Not to even mention, you're not telling people, you're not editorializing how to use that information. You're not saying this is going to result in gain. You are literally posting information that you use yourself on a site in exchange for an email address. Right. Yeah, for, for sure. And, um, and, and it's the ownership of all the players. If I just said like, I'm not necessarily sure, but if you like, if you like, you could say, well, it's implied in there, but not really. Not, it's not really implied. 
I guess if you said, but if you said, I think Hideki Matsuyama is going to be owned at 1% tomorrow, like that's it. That's all the advice. And you're like, that's way too low. That's touting, I guess. Like, but if you just said, here's all what I'm guessing, all the ownership for all the players are, yeah. I don't see how that's touting. And like, they're like, I, 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 th- I'm not sure about intent matters, but I'd be up for hearing both sides of it. Cause the way I think of touting is usually the Vegas Dave, the misleading uh, part of it. But you, yeah. I mean, I guess you could be a good, na- a good willed tout. You could be like, no, here's my picks. I really think I'm good. Um, well, yeah. And like, it's, and I mean, you could use me as another use case example. So like on, like when I, the way, like I've done my DFS content, like sure. I've had, I've had sponsorships, like run the sim sponsor my content. But when I like touted something, I don't like directly benefit in any way if I'm right or wrong, you know? I guess you could say that if I'm continually right, then people will want to sign up for the tools that I'm presenting. So I guess in that sense, that would be touting. I'm trying to think of other examples, though, where it's like if you're not benefiting from that, if you're just like it's like, again, using my analogy of two guys on a Dolphins podcast saying what they think is going to happen with the Dolphins this year. And it's like what I mean that, yes, they could have sponsorships for the show, but I don't know. It's such a weird it, it almost feels like they in. need – there's so many degrees of touting that they need a new name for the real bad actors. Mm-hmm. Like they need a name for the people who charge, who are misleading, and have a direct call to action. Like that's the one we're all quote-unquote worried about. Um, I Googled like Microsoft lawsuits after the show because I wanted <laughs> to tweet Jeff Ma. And like they <laughs> – they just they just got they they had like they had to pay like hundred million dollar fee to like all these European countries because Microsoft's bribing politicians and shit. Like this is like from last week. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, you're touting this, Jeff Ma. Um. So like, I don't. I mean, I think there needs to be like a, a tout. Um. Uh, like, oh, okay. So like, like we said before, Pete uh, Davis Maddock puts out Kansas City Chiefs. Plus three, book it. Yeah, right. He just tweets that out. Yeah, uh, technically that's touting. He, he, but it's a call to specific action. But he, it's no, he's not forcing anyone's hand. He, everyone knows he's a Chiefs fan. Like only an idiot would go blow like a significant amount of money on it. You could fade him too if you want. You think he's, the, you know, a smooth brain, right? Like it's, it's not really touting. Is it really touting? Like you almost need a different, a different name for that at this point. The thing that that would get you as upset as Jeff Ma was needs a new name. It's not that that thing. And I don't even think that that thing is as close to just providing all those ownership projections. I think Jeff was susceptible to the same thing. My poll, I think my poll showed is most people read what Rufus does and they go, oh, you work for one of those DFS tout sites. So ergo, you work for a tout site. You're basically a tout. I think yeah. that's about as far as the logic goes. Right. And I I think I maybe talked about this on the show in the fall. Like, I don't, and I'm very um, fortunate kind of with how, with my deal with underdog and stuff. It, they're never saying, you need to tweet out pick em slips or whatever. Like, there's nothing like that. They want me to just do the things I enjoy doing. But like, I didn't like tweeting out pick em slips because I felt like a tout and I didn't have any like yeah. good data or reason to back out why I thought this was a profitable bet for someone. But on the other hand, in that sense too, like a lot of people like sweating the same thing with me during a game. It's just like, Mm -hmm. Pew, you want, let's get a little action. We can talk about it. People and people did enjoy that, but I was so conflicted because of the exact dynamic you're saying where I had the, don't be a tout, don't mislead people one side of your brain. And then the other, like hearing legitimate feedback, Pete, who you on tonight? Like, let's, let's have a bet. Let's have a sweat, you know, in the same way, my friends want to have a communal sweat together. And it's like, there is a fucking difference between There's those two things. Yeah. But from my part, even my head, like it was hard to, to segment those out. Right. Right. And it's this kind of like, um, what's the word? I have a word I want to say, but it's not appropriate. Um, it's like this, like single-mindedness of like, no touting is when you say anything about a sports bet. That's touting. It's like, okay, well then we need, there's clearly degrees only, 
an, an unreasonable person wouldn't say there's degrees here of touting. So we probably just need a new word. And whatever that word is, is, is probably what, what Rufus was complaining about for all these years. I don't know. I don't listen to every single one of their shows and I probably didn't listen to their, their earlier ones at all. Um, I, I think I started like four years ago. I don't even know when they started, but, uh, you know, who uh, uh, Papa Gates told me about their podcast. Actually, I didn't even know it existed at the time. But like, there there needs to be a new word. Whatever that word is, is probably what Rufus was talking about. And that is not providing all the DFS projections for all the players, and not having any specific call to action. Yeah, yeah. And to, honestly, the way like I'm now as we kind of continue to untangle and try like in the same way. So Jack. Settlement for underdog. He tweets out all kinds of slips. He jokes yeah, around Jackson on TikTok. <laughs> See, no, no, this is what I was going to say. Like what he's doing is a content play. Jack, Jack readily admits he shows his receipts. He's like, I've been getting absolutely slammed. I keep doing these five legs. I tell him Jack, maybe scale it back to two leg, like boost your win rate. Right. It's a content play for Jack. Jack's not, Jack's not a tout. He's literally saying he's asking his subscribers for plays and then he's sharing them and people like to sweat with him together. It's a content play. Right. And so that's like, to me, like the insane with Davis, when Davis fires off the, I like Chiefs, mm -hmm. that's a content play. Right. right. It's an engagement I, farming play. It all comes back yes. to engagement farming. Yeah. He thinks, he thinks he's in Jack's mind. He's probably like, no, I'm paying for engagement. Like I'm he, losing exactly. these bets for engagement. And that shows you like the difference between young guys and, and old school guys. Right. Like young guys are, have like no clue what you're talking about. They, they probably like, what are you talking about? Like, no, I'm just putting up this, this, this stupid little fun bet, this fun little thing. And like, no, the old school guys are like, no, you can't do that. You can't, you cross, you cross the tout game line. Um, I also like what content do this, does the sports betting industry expect to provide? And I think a lot of the people who bitch about it are like the Seville folks or whatever. They don't, they don't want good content out there. Like that only hurts their bottom line. Um, and, and, or they don't care. They're not going to provide content, right? They're not, they're not yeah. making podcasts. They're not doing shows. So yeah. what do they care? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like try, try doing five hours a week, yeah. you know, and talking about sports betting. Like it's yeah. not easy doing one hour a week and just bullshitting, uh, how does somebody have my uh oh you put that in there okay oh like, sorry i know twitch account oh it's pete <laughs> the way the stream yard works i meant to just comment on mine because kj says there's a, a tweet thread from rufus in march 2019 where he lays out the idea of touting i think that would be interesting to read if he can he can find the link sorry but what were you saying yeah um i, I was just talking about the difference between old like old school new school like like jack like how jack's pretty pretty damn young right isn't he like 22 or something i think yeah 24 yeah 24 and um like i i like they they're like grew they, these guys grew up on youtube and stuff like that you know like they're not they they don't care uh about the sports betting scandal in 1989 or something you know what i mean like yeah they they, they don't care about the 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 email chains in the, in the, like the late nineties and all like the, none of that stuff. Like they don't, they don't give a shit about Dr. Bob, right? <laughs> just any of yeah. these, these pay to play originating, you know, original sports, sports betting companies. It's like, well, it, the other thing to circle back to some, of, and I'm just now remembering some of the conversation on their most recent episode about the process, but it almost seemed like both Rob and Jeff were, wanting to prosecute Rufus for something that hadn't even happened yet. They're like, but you, you might sell picks down the road on unabated. Oh, you might, you know, give out specific plays, uh, on ETR down the road. And so it's like, okay, like maybe we fucking cross that bridge when it comes <laughs> like clearly that's different. You know, if they start selling picks on unabated. Yeah. I, I feel like we probably crossed the Rubicon at that point, but are we going to hold him to something he hasn't done yet? Right. Right. Yeah. And Rob yeah. said there, I'm remembering that too. He's like, He's like, don't say never, never say never. It's like we that. They... In the chat. Oh, wow. Ricky he says here, isn't providing full projection significantly more than touting though. It's providing way more of the playbook than just a random tout, like big T telling you to play Bryson every week. No, I don't think so. Um, like, I think it's more, <clears throat> it's because you can get, 
you can get these projections from other sources. You can get them from your own. I don't think it tells you specifically what to play. Now you could you could say like, okay, but as soon as I pump that into an optimizer, it's, it's telling me what to play, kind of something like that. But like, I think the moment you do something like that, it's kind of not touting anymore, Ricky. Like, mm. um, because because touting. It, like is in my head at least is like a specific call to action bears plus six. I go click bears plus six. My day is over. Like and when Rufus puts these numbers out there, it's it's um it, your day's just starting. Yeah, and it's every single every single play is listed out. So who's he touting? Right, you could say, oh, well, he's obviously touting the value guy. And it's like, okay, yeah, I guess. And then, or you could say, like, he's touting this guy because he's higher than the industry average of everyone else. But, like, I don't think that's fair either. Um, yeah. I think when you combine everything ETR provides, maybe that's more touting because they have ownership, which he doesn't do, but they have ownership, projections, but- they have an article, you know, they have a show, stuff like that. When you, yeah, when you combine it all, sure. But I think just those projections. I don't. I, I would say it's it's not telling. Well, it's funny too because the way you know it's like say for DFS play, it's like I want to see who ETR has in the top plays because I know that those are the guys I'm able to steer away from in tournaments because that that's the chalk right there. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to listen to Leone and Dink give their flag plant GPP plays on Friday on their show. I'm going to fade those guys because they're going to be too <laughs> high owned in the small field GPPs with everyone right. consuming that content. It's almost like the opposite. It's like I'm taking your information and doing the opposite with it because I think that gives me the best chance to win. Also, there's no in sports betting the numbers, the number, the number moves. So you never get the number down when they tout it out, even if they are a winner. Um, you know, unless they do that that whole notification system where everyone lines up their bets and then they tell you, uh, like like um, Right Angle Sports or ETR does with their props. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't, you know, it, like it, you, it, the numbers don't change for DFS really. Like you know, with the wind being crazy this week, it kind of might change a little bit here or there. But uh, you don't you don't have that aspect of. Even if you're a good faith actor, you're you know that they can't not all these all these uh, subscribers can get your bet down because the line will change, right? Mm-hmm. So like, but I really do think we're talking. The levels are so different that it needs a new word. And what the new word, you know, that we're talking Vegas Dave. That's the fucking tell, right? <laughs> the guy who's lying or in you know t- charging an arm and a leg through marketing. And he has a direct call to action on one, you know, one specific play that takes you two seconds to do. Like, that's what we all know a tout is, right? This other stuff is just like grasping at straws and they're pissed at Rufus probably because of this threat. Yeah. And so this, you know, I'm just going to scroll through this quickly. So Rufus is showing a chart here explaining why buying picks from a tout is a bad idea. Um, Rufus saying there's going to be more and more touts out there looking to make a quick buck. There are going to be many suckers who don't understand the industry or probability that are all too happy to pay a tout. But selling picks crosses an ethical line in my book. Touts are outsourcing the risk to someone else. If their picks win long-term, they will move markets and their customers won't be able to get released prices. If they lose, they get paid despite providing no value. I mean, and and again, by this definition, um, we've already seen there's lots of people on Twitter who say they use ETRs, golf, projections as part of their process they get value from those projections brian you've even said mm-hmm. you've gotten some value you pay for those picks and you get value maybe in a different way than a casual dfs player would but you get value from those projections yeah i use them i hope he does them again next year and that exactly what i thought what i just said too was this this tweet he said where the the line moves <clears throat> so like that that would be like the the more accurate definition of a t- like a tout direct call to action and either they're a like uh, bad faith, they can't win, or b they're good faith and they know that line's not going to be there for everybody else. Neither of those things apply to just DFS projections, in my opinion. Right. If you want to say like you're kind of touting because you're saying this guy's good value, okay, fine. But you know that's not what we're really talking about, right? We're really talking about the Vegas Daves, the the pick sellers, right? That's what we're talking about here. Yeah. Right. And again, there's also, you know, I think sometimes too, it's like 
people always say, well, why, why would you give away your picks if you could just win with them yourself? And it's like, well, because, well, first of all, Rufus isn't, again, I, I don't want to throw him under the bus too much, but I don't think he's like a super successful high stakes DFS player, right? Like he's no, not, I don't think he plays much at all. Yeah. So, I mean, that's where this, there's not like, um, you know, a do as I say, not as I do element here. It's just like, Hey, these projections help me with sports betting. If you guys think they'll be useful to you for golf. Yeah. I'm willing to sell them to you and you get to cut out all the additional work that you would need to do to make your own projections. Like, I don't know. I guess I, I still don't understand how that's touting. I, yeah. It's, it's a, it's a fine value proposition. Ricky D is a capitalist, uh, a red blooded capitalist. So he understands full well that it's, this is a good value situation for everybody because Rufus is done betting his numbers. So he doesn't even have to think about it. He could just provide his DFS projections. It's not the same thing he's betting anyways. He barely plays DFS. ETR benefits from having those numbers and his name. Uh, you know, we benefit by having sharper projections over a field, especially this week where there's a lot of casuals who are not going to pony up that 600 bucks at ETR. Everybody wins. Yeah. Um, I think there's only one way to end this show with some good old fashioned PGA touting and lineup building. <laughs> Brian and I giving our stone cold locks of the week here These to wrap up. Our guarantees. We want you to dupe us this week because there's so it's so good that we're guaranteed to win. Um, we have a couple more injury things really quick. So yeah, Kepka Kepka has some like hip thing going on. Um, okay. I think I have like two lineups of him currently because it is a uh, Kepka uh, championship week. He always does good in championships. I figured two, two would be fine. Brian Harmon withdrew last week, and he's on the good side of the weather. I'm playing him. Okay. Speaking of touting, I'm touting. I am playing him. Uh, I because I think I I think there's more of a chance he was just resting for this than he was actually hurt. Uh, um, I could be wrong. So I think there's a chance he's not even hurt at all. Um, and I think that's all the, and then there's the two, like the, the three guys who have chronic injuries. So Berger, um, Jason day and Louis Uth season. And so um, I'm not like specifically fading any of them. I think they're on the wrong side. So I don't have a lot of them anyways, but Uth season on a championship, I think he's not going to withdraw. I think he does that more in the, the events that don't matter much. Day has a chronic back injury, but he's been playing pretty well. So, like, if you wanted to, to rock with him, I wouldn't. And I don't think he's going to be going to Disney World in a championship, so I wouldn't worry about that. And Berger's also got some uh, slight back thing going on, but uh, I'm still – I'm not going to completely fade any of the three. I guess if I had to pick out of those three since it's, you know, Tout Wednesday – I would probably fade day because he's like actually has chronic back injuries Not to get too sacrilegious, but it's like tout Wednesday sounds like black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Um, I, you, uh, know, 110% more about this slate than me, but I still am going to fire off a few picks and you can guide me in one direction or the other, but you kick us off here. All right. Xander's my number one owned guy. So let's, let's go with him. Whoa, so you're not using the typical Brian strategy? You don't want <clears throat> no, because I'm touting. I got to really up my game. Okay. Um, I'm just looking at a few little numbers here. How do you feel about Justin Rose? Uh, I don't think I have much of him. Let me, hold on. Let, let, me, let me check here. He's, uh, he's on the right side, at least. Um, the right side of history? <laughs> God, Justin Rose. Uh, I, I have 2%. I'm not in love with it, but... He's All right, we get, we get we can change it out if we. Okay, need yeah, to. leave that. All right, for now. you're back. All right, how about a little Alex Norin? A little Norin. Mm -hmm. All right, so a couple of cheapies here. How do you feel? I think you might have mentioned him earlier. How do you feel about Sam Burns? Um, let's see here. Down the right side. Yep, I like him. Okay, let's get Sam Burns in here. Let's the do chat. a little. Let's see Rory since we we got a lot of salary. I think pop Rory in there. All right. 
Rory, that gives us 7,700, or also if we come down off of Rose, would maybe give us a little bit more too. Bryson withdrew. I didn't have uh, any of him in either. Let's see. In this 7,700 range, you're looking at Leishman, Adam Scott, Fleetwood, Young, Bradley, Jason Day, the Gooch on the loose. Um, Young or Fleetwood probably for me. Do you want to you want to come off Rose? No. This way, I can blame the lineup on you. Yeah, I want the. Uh, young, I would do Young actually. Switch to Young. Okay. Uh, this is this lineup. Probably this, say this lineup fucks. <laughs> Rose might be the only thing keeping us from from duping. Probably. You're you're welcome. Brian wanted to dupe. He wanted to have a train. He wanted a tout train. All the Brick seventy five avatars with the same lineup. That's what yeah, he wanted. I have, Brian two, I have him at two percent on. I have my ownership up, by the way. And I'm not going to redo it for Bryson. Sorry, but people want to go to my website free. There you go. Check out the website. Justin Rose will be who takes us to the promised land. We appreciate you guys tuning in today. We'll obviously have the audio version up later. Check out my video over on the Deposit Kingdom YouTube channel. Let me know if you think I should become an engagement farmer or not. Anything else, Brian, on your end? Mm, no. Uh, I'm trying to think. I think just PGA's up. Mm. Yeah, pod will be out right after this. Sounds good. You guys can catch me tonight over on Ship Chasing, going to draft a best ball team as we are wont to do. Uh, always love hanging out with you guys in the chat. Thank you for letting us engage with you. Thank you for letting us tout to you. <laughs> we love you. We'll see you guys next time. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.